This episode of the Productivity is Podcast is brought to you by Health IQ. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health conscious people like runners, cyclists, strength trainers, vegans, and more. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash Vardy. And now let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. I am your host, Mike Vardy, and this week on the show, Terry Savelle Foy joins me, and we talk about decluttering for success. Uh, she is a motivational speaker. She's a YouTuber, and she is, quote, the cheerleader of dreams, from being the host of the television show Live Your Dreams to speaking at success conferences to thousands of entrepreneurs like Amway, Terry is best known for teaching people how to live their dreams by incorporating daily disciplines into their routine. And we're all about discipline and routine and rituals and habits here. And I thought bringing Terry on the show would be a great way to kind of put things back into perspective. No matter what time of year you're listening to this, I mean, there's always a chance that we kind of slip up and fall down and maybe get too much clutter that gets in the way that a lot doesn't doesn't allow us to propel ourselves forward in the most productive way possible. So having Terry on the show is uh, is is something that I, I'm really happy to bring to you, and we're just going to get right into it. Here's my conversation with Terry Savelle Foy here on the Productivityist Podcast. I'd like to welcome Terry Savelle Foy to the Productivityist Podcast. Terry, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Mike. It's such an honor. So I'm looking at this kit. This is a, I mean, I get, I get mail, but I don't get boxes like this very often. I get books, but this is everything. This is the Declutter Your Way to Success kit that I'm looking at right now. Uh, it includes the Declutter Your Way to Success book, Declutter Your Way to Success workbook, the audiobook, the wall calendar, which I definitely want to touch on, the digital timer, and the USB flash drive, all in one kit. And this is, as we're recording this, this is the time of year where people start thinking about this stuff. But I, I want to know what led you to not just write the book, Declutter Your Way to Success, but to build this in, this entire kit for people so that they can they can start to move out of the 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 move the clutter out of the way and start to move more towards success. Yes. Well, I love kits. I love when everything's packaged together. So, you know, it's funny, Mike, because I'm not it's not that I'm just so passionate about housekeeping. That's really not my big focus in life. I'm more known for goal setting and teaching people vision boards and things like that. But as I began to look back over my life, I started remembering that my journey and personal growth did not begin by reading success books and making vision boards and things like that. It all started with one directive, and it was to clean up my house, which does not sound exciting at all. <laughs> but here's the thing. You know, psychologists say that our homes mirror our emotional state at any given time. In other words, if your house is a mess, you're probably a mess. Mm. Yeah. So they say, you know, your outer world is a reflection of your inner world. Interesting, huh? It is. It is. And actually, it's quite funny is I have my office downstairs and it's fairly clean. I do have some, you know, I have some mementos and some visual avatars, which we'll get to in a minute is maybe the idea of having certain things there that you have intention for. But yeah. I have a real issue. Uh, and this speaks to what you're saying of I have a hard time doing deeper work, like the harder work stuff, you know, like working on my book or working on some bigger, deeper things when I know that there are dishes upstairs that are sitting on the counter. Isn't that amazing? It is. It's it, because <laughs> it nags at us. You know, it, when you have unfinished tasks and yeah, things. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm very task centric. So I, totally, totally. Um, I want to talk about the idea of, so you've got this, this, the, the book and inside you talk about chapter three, and I want to touch on this in particular initially, because my office is not too far from the laundry room and you talk about the laundry basket of success. Can you expand upon that a little bit as to where, <laughs> like where that came from and, and what your, what, what, what that exactly means? What's, what's the, what's the idea behind that? Yeah. It sounds kind of funny, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> Well, honestly, have you ever heard this phrase that the way you do anything is the way you do everything? Absolutely. Yeah, that is so true. I mean, even the Bible says if you're faithful in the little things, you'll be ruler over many things, you know. So we see this concept for, you know, centuries. Well, I think the military practices this more than anybody. In fact, you think about it. Before the military trains our soldiers to fight in mortal combat, they must first go through extensive training in bed making 101. Isn't that true? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. And it's not that, you know, the enemy is not going to be impressed by the old bounce a quarter off the bed trick. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's because it instills a standard of excellence. So imagine walking into the barracks of the United States Army and you see sheets piled in the floor and yesterday's clothes thrown across the bed and blankets in the corner. I mean, your first impression would be we're in the hands of the elite or the hands of defeat. Mm. Well, I didn't realize that people think the same thing about us when they jump in the car with us and there's French fries stuck in the seat and empty Coke cans and they come to the house and there's dishes piled in the sink. The way you do anything is the way you do everything. So even the military knows if you're sloppy about making your bed, you'll be sloppy about loading your rifle. So... They're establishing a standard of excellence in the small areas that leads to the greater things. So that's where the laundry basket law of success came, was just realizing that you've got to take care of what you have right now before you can move on to greater things. It's all preparation for something greater. So I think it's interesting how Admiral Bill McRaven, he was a 36-year Navy SEAL. Now, this man was responsible for the raid and the execution of Osama bin Laden. So he's pretty intimidating. Mm. Apparently, he stood before the University of Texas, gave this commencement speech, and he said with this bold declaration, he said, do you want to change the world? Everybody's like, yeah, how do we do that? He said, start off by making your bed. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love that. But, you know, that's just it. It's all about a standard of excellence. If you can't if you can't take care of what you've got right now, then how can you be trusted with anything greater? What what about the people who I mean, and again, we, we live in a in a culture where uh, largely where everything's about acquiring things having more stuff, uh, you know, and, and I think that there's a difference between having more stuff all over the place and having your stuff in a way that makes sense. Can you kind of unpack maybe that a little bit when it comes to, you know, the idea of success? Because I think that there's, I think like, for example, um, I have a lot of paper books, but they're organized. I have a Green Lantern collection. Like I'm the, I, I love the Green Lantern comic book character and I have various little figurines and avatars of him because you know, the, his, his message of willpower over fear is something that I, I love to espouse. So I have the, like a lot of those imagery, uh, throughout my office, but it's very intentional. And I think that, I mean, is, is there a, a, a difference between having stuff just for the sake of having stuff 
and not having it in, in a place where it makes sense or, or, or not? Well, let me just point out, there's different degrees of clutter and different mm. degrees of organization to each person. So like what one person may see as organized, another person sees as a catastrophe. Right. <laughs> so it just depends on your preferences. Um, you know, I prefer everything neat and organized. My husband is completely opposite. But you just have to do what brings the most peace to you because when your surroundings have order, your mind tends to have order. When your environment improves, your mindset improves. So you just have to do what you feel is the most peaceful for you to have like a productive environment or a peaceful environment. You know, they say that when homes are disorganized, especially the bedroom, which is where we spend most of our time with sleeping and everything, you know, eight, seven, eight hours of our, our night is spent sleeping in that room. And when there's disorder in that bedroom, it actually causes sleep deprivation. Because when the last thing you see before you close your eyes is all the clutter all around you and you're overwhelmed with where to start, it actually disturbs your sleep whether you realize it or not. And when it's the first thing you wake up to when you open your eyes, it just sets the tone for the day. You're already exhausted and overwhelmed, you know. So you just have to do what creates the best peace for you, whatever you define as orderly and organized. Okay, so that leads me to my next question, because you actually let off really nicely with the fact that you're, you're, you like things neat, and, and, or you have your way of doing it, and then your husband has his way. My wife and yeah. I are very different. My wife is okay with, with dishes on the counter, not all the time, but there's, yeah. a, there's a, it doesn't get to her nearly as quickly as it gets to me. How do you deal with, with that idea of clutter uh, when, you're, when, you've, when you've got a family, like when you've got other people that have their own differing ideals of what what that, that means and how do you operate around that? Right. Well, for me, I had to just like understand the fact that me and my husband are completely different. And my area, this is so funny. When we, when we were looking for our house, the deal breaker for me is if we have to share a closet, we're not getting the house. (laughs) (laughs) We've done that for too long, (laughs) but no, it's just the fact that like, you know, he has his messy closet. I have my organized closet. Um, but there's certain parts of the house that he keeps it messy and I just seriously have to just let it go. Like it's not a big deal. Let it go. However, it's funny how, um, for years, you know, I travel a lot and speak in conferences and I used to come home late at night. I'd walk in the back door and I'd see pizza boxes piled up and dishes in the sink and backpacks on the table. And I mean, instantly it would just steal my peace. Like that's the first thing you walk into. And I would have my luggage in my hand. I'm already grabbing trash bags and throwing pizza away. <laughs> so I told my husband, I said, this really isn't the best way for me to greet the family when I come home from traveling. So now, you know, just communicating with him that if I could just come home from a trip to an orderly kitchen, just the kitchen, that would make me so happy. Well, you know, you have to find what what creates balance in the family. And so now it's funny. I'll be on a plane just about to go home and I'll text him just to alert him that I'm en route. I'm headed to Dallas, Fort Worth. (laughs) And I'll say, what are you doing? He says, I'm making peace for you. He's cleaning the kitchen. So I think just communicating and finding balance. I don't expect that every day, of course. And, um, you know, my area is tidy. His isn't. And it works for us. You just have to let some of it go. 
Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. We're going to take a break from the show to talk about our sponsor, Health IQ. Now, to see if you qualify and get your free quote today, you go to healthiq.com slash Vardy or mention the promo code Vardy when you talk to a Health IQ agent. Now, this is the time of year in Victoria, where I am actually starting to run again. The weather is cooperating, it's not as rainy, and I'm able to get outside and run. But the other thing I did during this off-season was I have a fit desk at home, and I use it uh, to kind of when I'm reading and stuff like that, and even writing sometimes. It's got a little desk on it, so I'm able to keep some cardio going. And I'm also doing some seven-minute workouts and, uh, you know, even meditation, like all that stuff leads to a higher level of productivity, better wellness. But also these things can actually help you save on life insurance costs with Health IQ. But one of the other things that doing this kind of activity can do is can help save you on life insurance with Health IQ. Now, Health IQ takes a lot of things into account when it's doing its underwriting. It's got some significant advantages. They take into account family history, so they reduce the chance of you being penalized for adverse family health history if you are otherwise healthy. And and I'm in that situation, right? You know, my family history uh, does have some some issues, but Health IQ would look at my my activity, my healthy lifestyle, and my chances of being penalized would be reduced. Now, if all of this sounds good to you. You can qualify for up to 33% savings by using one or more of the following methods when you deal with Health IQ. You can go take the Health IQ quiz, and if you score at the elite level, that'll that'll be one way. Another way is membership to a qualifying association or a gym for more than one year, and just call them for more details on that. And if you have a pre-existing condition, you, you could still get special rates. You know, a previous illness like sleep apnea, heart disease, or diabetes doesn't define you. Managing and overcoming chronic disease or illness is really hard work, and it's something that you celebrate, and, and they celebrate too, and Health IQ can absolutely get you special rates. They just think that's fair. Now, you're going to want to jump on this opportunity right now because life insurance companies calculate your policy rates based on your nearest age, not your actual age, and rates increase as you get older, so you want to lock in the best rate possible by getting a free quote today. So, what do you need to do? Well, See if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash Vardy or mention the promo code Vardy when you talk to a Health IQ agent. I'd like to thank Health IQ for sponsoring this episode of the Productivity is Podcast. And now let's get back to the show. Well, you mentioned like the, the small things, right? Like just start with one step at a time. And you have the, you have this calendar inside the kit. 
And yeah. w- what I love is that I'm a big, I'm a sucker for calendars. I've got my own wall calendar that I use that we use for our company stuff. And I, I love having that visual there. And the idea of this calendar, you know, well, you expand upon the idea because it is, I think, about the idea of taking small steps consistently. Yeah. Well, you know, you can get so overwhelmed. And I do too sometimes when I think of, oh my gosh, like clutter has built up. Where do I even start? Well, I always tell people, start with one room. Which one? The one you spend the most time in. Because the reason you need to start with that room is because you need to see your progress because that's going to motivate you to keep going. So you start with, it could be the den, it could be the kitchen, wherever the family is the most. And then start with the visible mess. In other words, don't start pulling out dresser drawers and closets and pantries. Start with the mess you can see, like the the newspapers that are piled in the floor, the dishes in the sink, the coats that are draped over the kitchen chairs. Start with the visible mess that you can see at a glance. And the reason I say that is because, again, when you see your progress, you see that type of stuff cleaned up, it motivates you to finish, to keep going. And then I recommend, that's why I put the timer in this little clutter box, because Set the timer for 20 minutes and go full speed ahead. And you are going to be amazed at what you will accomplish in 20 minutes time. A lot of people tell me that. They're like, Terry, you have no idea how far I need to go. They'll say 20 minutes is not going to help me. But I'm telling you, you are going to be shocked at how much you will accomplish in 20 minutes. And that's something we can kind of wrap our mind around. You know, like I can do 20 minutes. And then the calendar I call it the Seinfeld strategy. You may have heard of this before. Mm -hmm. How Seinfeld, you know, he said he bought a wall calendar and then he just bought like a big red magic marker. And he said every day that he would write jokes, he would put a big X over that day. He said even if the jokes weren't that great, they never made it into a routine, he'd still write jokes every single day. And every day that he did it, he got to, you know, do the big red X. Well, he said, the thing is, after a week or two, you start seeing this chain develop. And the goal is don't break the chain. Well, that's the same thing with this. That's why I put the wall calendar in there is just to give you incentive to see your progress where every day, if you commit to 20 minutes a day and you get to put a big red X over that day, it's going to motivate you that tomorrow I am determined to do another 20 minutes. And here's the cool thing. If you just commit to 20 minutes a day, times 30 days in a month, that's 10 hours of decluttering your environment. That's encouraging, isn't it? It is. It is. And, and a lot of people, when they approach these kind of things, they don't think about them. They think about the, 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 the person, they don't think about the percentage of time that it takes in the day. If you took 20 minutes out of your day, that's, that's a, that's just a tiny, tiny percentage of your 24 hour day period. But you're right. Oh. It adds up to like, 10 out, like that's a lot of time when you think about it, right? But a lot of people, they don't, they, it's funny, they get in their own way, right? They, they, and, and, and I guess this leads to another question, which is why do we have, why do people have so many, so much difficulty getting to that phase of, hey, you know, I have this clutter, I should get rid of it. Mm, I'll put it off till tomorrow or I'll do it later or I don't have time right now. Yeah. I think it's because we get so overwhelmed with where to start. Like I don't, Have you ever like opened up a closet that's become like a junk closet Mm. and you just keep thinking, oh my gosh, when I have a full day off, I will just tackle that closet. It just looks so overwhelming that you honestly don't know where to start. But the thing is, when you start timing yourself and you say, okay, I'm just going to do 20 minutes on this crazy cluttered closet, even that you're going to be just shocked at how much you will accomplish. Because a lot of times 
thing, you know, it may even take two hours, but you got the entire closet done and you thought it was going to take a full day. It's amazing. In fact, I used, I had this junk drawer where all my makeup was. I kept thinking, okay, when I have a day off, I'm going to completely declutter this crazy makeup drawer. Well, finally one night I thought, okay, I'm going to set my alarm for 20 minutes and just see what can I do? At least do something. It turned out it took me 12 minutes to completely clean out and organize the makeup drawer. Mm -hmm. So things that we keep dreading and putting off thinking it's going to take forever. It's really not that difficult. Once you just start saying, I can do 20 minutes. And if you have more time, do another 20 minutes, but don't get overwhelmed with thinking it's going to take hours. Just start where you are and don't look at every room in the house. In fact, I teach this in the book, how when I started with my kitchen years ago, when I got this directive to clean up and clean out, I started with the kitchen and I remember seeing like my husband's shoes by the kitchen table. Well, I ran up to the closet, put his shoes in the closet, saw how junky the closet was. And I wanted to start tackling the closet. Don't look at any other room in the house. Just throw the shoes on the floor, run back down to the kitchen, stay focused on one room at a time. Before we wrap up this episode, I want to talk about, and we're going to get into some of the creative organizing ideas that you bring up in this book. One of the biggest takeaways I got, and the funny thing is, is that it, it, it you see it in so many other avenues of life, is the importance of the before and after photo. Yeah. Because, because you mentioned, like, I mean, we always have a problem guesstimating time. We either take, think it's going to take longer to do something that won't, or we take, or we think it won't take as much time to do something that might take longer. But the before and after photo is a really, to me, that's, that's a really great piece because you could see where you were and now where you are. And it almost like that before photo becomes like, we've seen it with dieting and stuff like that. And health and nutrition, you don't ever want to go back there. If you're going to take one big thing from this book, one big message that you want to share with people, I mean, that to me is like just a big tip, but if you've got, then maybe that's what you want to share. But what's the one big takeaway that if people who pick up this kit, they could say, you know what, like this, this will be the game changer for you. Well, I feel like for me, and I believe this is for the listener, that there's so much more for your life than what you're currently doing right now. But it could be before you can write that book, you got to get your home in order. You got to get that cleaned up and clutter free. And here's why. You know, I mentioned earlier about the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And 15 years ago, when my life was falling apart, my marriage was on the verge of a divorce. I didn't have a success coach come to my house and lay out a growth track for me. The only direction I had was clean up my house. Well, as I started focusing on one room at a time, you know, I mentioned earlier when my surroundings began to have order my mind began to have order. Well, as I started cleaning my house, I had no idea that exactly nine months later, I would be promoted as a CEO, overseeing eight offices around the world. But here's the thing. You know, you might say, Terry, you couldn't become a CEO until you got your stock drawer organized. This doesn't make sense. Well, if the way you do anything is the way you do everything, here's the thing. If I couldn't get my house in order, how could I get an organization in order? Mm -hmm. If I was, my leadership would be a mess. So see, I was having to adapt standards of excellence in my life before I could expect excellence from my team. So to me, this is all preparation for the bigger dreams and goals that are in your heart. When you start getting your environment cleaned up, 
you're going to have more time now to focus on your bigger dreams, like learning a foreign language, traveling, writing the book, you know, all these dreams that are in your heart, you're going to have the freedom now to go after it because you're not so consumed with, oh, I've got to get my house cleaned up. This place is a mess. So I believe it frees you up to move on with the bigger dreams in your life. Terry, this has been great. Uh, where can people pick up this kit? Because it's like you said, it's got everything in it uh, that you're going to need to get started and and get and and not just get started, but build momentum and keep going. Where can people pick this up? Yeah, so it's real simple. My website is terry.com, T-E-R-R-I.com. So we have the in- individual book you can get or you can get the whole kit to just give you all the components you need to set you up for success. So terry.com. Awesome. Terry, thanks so much for joining me today on the Productivities Podcast. It was a privilege. Thank you so much, Mike. Big thanks to Terry for joining me this week on the show. That kit is really cool. Uh, you know, it's funny. My daughter's using that now. So she's Pomodoring it, which I think is great. Uh, you know, and, and there's just, again, having that all-in-one package, you know, the don't break the streak, uh, you know, kind of the don't break the chain thing that Jerry Seinfeld, uh, you know, espouses. All that stuff in that kit is really cool. I'll have links to all that in the show notes. Of course, you're already seeing that. Uh, but there's another conversation I have with Terry, a bonus conversation. Three more things that I discussed with Terry for members of the Productivityist community. Head over to productivityist.com slash membership to learn more about that. And if you are so inclined to leave a rating or a review for the show on iTunes or the Apple Podcasts, whatever you want to call it, as well as listen to the show, subscribing to the show there or in Spotify, please do so. It helps us make the show better. And when I mean by us, I mean the team that helps put this show together. I'm talking about Jim and Claire, who put all the text and images and stuff so that I can focus on talking to the guests on the show, and then sharing the show with you. I'm talking about the producer, John Polster, who puts together the show from basically my raw recordings to what you are hearing right now through your earbuds. I imagine earbuds, maybe it's a speaker, I don't know. But that's John, that's all John. And and of course, thanks to you for, for joining me, because without you, there is no show. So again, thanks to everyone involved with the show. Thanks to, thanks to Terry for being part of it. And uh, again, thanks for joining me. Until next time, I am Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivities Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. 